Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. For I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yes, I will help thee. Yes, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isn't that beautiful? Psalms 27, 1. Psalms 27, 1. God is the strength of my life. Come on. The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Isn't that beautiful? Let's say it again. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. We're talking about faith and grace. No fear here. You know, the attitude toward the Word of God determines the place God holds in your daily life. Our attitude towards God's Word determines the place that God holds in our daily life. And we'll say it again. Your attitude towards God's Word holds the place God holds in your daily life. For the word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides asunder the very spirit and soul of a man. You see that? I like that. And it says, and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of our heart. So it divides the very spirit and soul. Then it gets into something else. You see that? Do you see that? Oh, some people say, oh, well, this Bible and the Word of God and all of God's promises, they are all spiritual. They're just spiritual. You know, uh, the Bible says in Ephesians that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Is that right? And oftentimes they use that terminology to try to tell you that the Word of God is not going to work in your natural life. Well, that, that, that just doesn't even make sense when you think about it. You hear me? I said, that don't even make sense. Because if you've been given a new nature, then your outward man's going to change the way you do what you do. Think about it. Huh? You've already, something's already touched this natural life. And let me just say it like this. Is God a spirit? I said, is God a spirit? Yes. Are you still here? Is God a spirit? Amen. How did he, this spirit, create all things? What did he do? He said, huh? Let there be light. So the spirit spoke, as the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, that those things that that exist were made of things that do not appear. That means the spirit, when God spoke, how many words do you see? Can you see my words coming out of my mouth right now? You know, like this, some of you might think I got a big old bubble on my head with little comments up above, you know, little captions or something. No, you might be watching online right now and see some captions. But let me just say it like this. You don't see them, do you? But they are powerful. You see, the Bible says that the word of God is powerful. 
It's sharper than any sword, any, the sharpest instrument on the planet today that could cut you open. It's sharper than all of that. It goes even into the place of dividing your spirit and your soul. What is the spirit and your soul? Your spirit is the inner being who you are. God, Jesus oftentimes referred to it as, uh, as the belly uh, because your inward man, the very spirit man, that is who you are. That is who you are. Your spirit man is in here. It's in, it's in, in, your, in your innermost being. Mm. That's why the Bible says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. That's why the Bible says, that we're talking about the, even the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that when you pray in tongues, your spirit prayeth. Your mind is unfruitful. What is your mind? That is your soul. That's why the Bible says renew your mind. That's where Christianity gets it all mixed up and tries to tell you the soul is the spirit. No, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. It gives you your consciousness and that little uh, voice in your head. Your voice in your head is not you. Are you hearing me? I can change the voice in my head and make my head say whatever I want it to say. And that means this. That means you can think what you want to think. You can talk inside yourself the way you want to talk in your mind. But let me just say it like this. You need to get that mind under obedience into a place that you are renewing it so that your thoughts are pleasing to God because God even hears those thoughts. Isn't that good news? He says, it's a discerner. What is? The word of God. The word of God is discerning the motive of your heart, even the thought and the intent of your heart. See, you thought you were discerning and figuring out the word of God. No, the word of God is actually as you hear it and as it's getting in you, is actually discerning you and where you are and how you think and what your intents are. That's why our motives and intentions and thoughts need to line up with the word of God, not our own way. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah 55, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. Come on, think about it. We want to get our, if we want the plan of God, you're going to have to get in the way of God. And how do you get in the way of God? By the word of God. Because the word is the way. Come on, he is the way. Come on, the truth, the way, and the life. And those that will find that way, those that will find the truth. See, the Bible says that the truth that you know, the truth will set you free. But if you do not grab a hold of the truth of the word of God and let it discern your thought and the intents of your mind and your heart and line your thoughts and your life and the way that you go along in the path of the way of the word of God, then listen, well, praise the Lord. I might not even want to go there, but let me just say it like this. The outcome isn't going to be the, word, the way of God and the will of God. It doesn't happen just because God exists and because you say you believe in God. It happens because you obey God. You allow the word to change you. You allow the word to do its work in you, on the inside of you, by believing upon the word and applying the word in your life to the level of the revelation that the word has brought to you. Is this okay? Can I help somebody in here today? I tell you, I believe by the Holy Ghost of God and the gift of God and the anointing of the Spirit of God and the Word of God will help you to develop and grow in your life on a daily basis so that you can perform and do the will of God and see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen? Hallelujah. I tell you, we serve a good God. The Bible says, one translation, the Moffat translation, according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 and 13, it says, for the logos of God, that's the word of God, the written word of God, that's the logos of God. 
is a living thing, active and more cutting than any sword with double edge, penetrating to the very division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, scrutinizing the very thoughts and conceptions of the heart, and no created thing, verse 13, is hidden from him. All things lie open and exposed before the eyes of him with whom we have to reckon. Okay? In verse 13, if you see here, for, for with whom we have to do, what does it mean to reckon or with him we have to do? Uh, it literally means that we have to give an account for the things that we've done as a Christian within our body. Under God. That means every day we need to live according to the pleasing of God, or let me say it like this, the fear of God. What is the fear of God? The fear of God is where you desire to please God over pleasing man and what man thinks about you. Are you hearing me? What the world dictates to you and the way it tells you that you have to behave, what you have to say, and how you ought to act. Our revelation, our understanding of how we act and what we have to do comes from the word of God, not from the people of this world. Are you hearing me right now? I'm preparing you. I'm also helping you by the word of God. This is what the word is. Aren't you glad that the word of God is good? Aren't you glad today that the word of God will prepare us, help us, give us insight and understanding? Huh? Glory to God. Come on. I tell you, it's so important. Why? Because the Bible says that one day we all will reckon have a reckoning on this area. Now, I'm not, now, now, this, now, when I say this, you have to understand. See, oftentimes, I, I don't know how far I want to go with this. I want to get on a, on a rabbit trail. It's a good one, though. Probably some of you are thinking about it. But I'm going to go right back to the Word. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 16. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 16. Now, I've got a few scriptures, and I'm going to quickly give you a, the heart of this message. But, and I think you probably you already heard it here just for a minute here. But I want to, I want to show you something. Come, we're talking about. Faith and grace, no fear here. Come on. Verse 16 says, but because it is written, you see that? Because it is written, be you holy, be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, past the time of your sojourning here in this life or in fear, uh, the Bible, uh, are you with me? Uh, get that up there if you can. That's 1 Peter chapter 1. Did I say 1 Peter chapter 2? I do apologize there. Maestro back there. 1 Peter chapter 1, that's verse 16 and 17. Uh, look in verse 17, if you will. If you notice there, what does that verse 17 says? But if you call on the Father who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work past the time of your sojourning here in fear. And what does it mean to be in fear? He's talking about that area of the fear of God, pleasing God, why you're doing what you're doing right here. Because by the, when at the end of this life, this time is over, this journey is over, this so journeying is over, the Bible says that uh, without respect, respect to persons, uh, the Father judges according to every man's work. You see that? That means we don't make up our Christianity as we go the way we feel like it. You still love me? You all right? Amen. Praise God. Uh, why? Because oftentimes we, we kind of do it the way we see it, the way we feel about it, how I see it. Well, how do you see it? Do you see it through the lens of your soul and this life? 
Through your mind? Through the sense realm? Or do you see it in the spirit? Through the spirit, by the spirit, through the word of God, through God, in whom you have to do with, in whom you have a relationship with, whom you call God. Is this okay? This might not be like my regular type of message, but I am hopefully going to help you today. Amen. And the point is, is it's so important today because in whom we call God, our God, our Father, in whom we have to do with, we have a fear of God that we might please him in all things that we do because we will reckon with him one day who is the creator of all things, the creator of heaven and earth. Let me just tell you, there's no shucking and jiving in his presence. Huh? You might feel a little liberty right now. But when you get into his presence, the fear of God and the overwhelming presence of the living holy God, I'm going to tell you right now, anybody have ever been in his deep presence before, uh, it's hard to even stand, even open your mouth. I, you know, There won't be a yeah, but. Is this okay? This is reality as believers today. And we are people who need to understand that at the end of this life and what we do in this life right now has an eternal effect. Our rewards, who we are, we're not all just going to be giving wings and floating on a cloud nine playing harps and stuff. I don't know who put that in your mind. That's just a worldly concept. For people without any revelation and understanding. There's nothing like that. No, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. There's nations that's going to happen on the planet too. Even the Bible says that the gates of the city where Jesus will rule on this earth, where God will be with his people in that time, the gates of the city will be open continually and they'll bring in the, 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 the wealth. Commerce? What? Well, I had in my mind, here's how I thought about it. Well, read the Bible. It doesn't say anything about it. What you probably think about it? There's a lot of things that we, we do right now you're going to see in the next life. But it's not going to be sin. There's not going to be fear. There's not going to be death. There's not going to be a sorrow. There's not going to be any tears. Aren't you glad? Huh? Men and women, we're not going to grow old. Glory to God for that. Woo! Man, I'm just getting happy thinking about it. What the Bible says, look in verse... I'm going to cut it short a little bit here. Is that all right? Let's go down to verse 21. Who by him do believe in God? Speaking of Jesus. God who raised him up, speaking of Jesus, from the dead and gave him, speaking of Jesus, glory and your faith and hope might be in God. Verse 21. I'm sorry, verse 22. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. You see that? So you purify your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotion, that, that consciousness, that little voice in your head, that little, uh, and that's not the voice of your spirit, and that's not the voice of God speaking to you in your head. Can I help you? Now, the Holy Ghost will bring something to your remembrance, but it's going to be the Word of God. It's going to kind of come up. It's going to come up out of your spirit, man. And it'll just kind of float up, and you'll go, oh, well, yeah, that's right. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, 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 that, that, that's, that's the truth. Huh? That's why you need to get your mind, your mind and your lights purified, get your thoughts purified. How? How do you do that? In obeying the truth, not just knowing the truth. Why, why does he say that? Because I like what James says. When you hear the word and you don't do it, 
then you deceive your own self. Is this okay? Because God wants us to help, uh, help us live this life in such a way, not only do you have eternal reward, but you have life on earth. I'm talking about that abundant life that God intended for you to have in every area of your life. That doesn't mean it's not going to come without persecution and issues and problems and circumstances. Each one, might, each one of us might face different trials of our faith and tests and tribulations and attacks and other things that might come and other things that might happen. And listen, there'll be areas that you might falter and fail in and fall over and just get all messed up and whatever. But you know what? You can turn that thing right over to God and say, you know what, God? My faith and hope is in you. And God, I thank you, Father. You can take that thing which I have maybe done or, or God where I've missed you, God. You can turn that thing around for your glory, for your goodness, God. I thank you, Father, that you're faithful. God, I'm, I choose to serve you. I choose to follow you, and I'm getting up because a righteous man might fall seven times, but he gets right back up, and he keeps going. That's called the fight of faith. And we're going to lay hold on the things that God says that we can have. You don't throw in the towel because you fell down. Come on, if you get in that ring, you need to get in there all the way. Once that bell rings, come on, once you put those shorts on and you glove up, come on, you're all tied up and you go in that place. Let me just tell you something. Once you crawl in that ring, you're committed. If not, the devil's going to beat the fire out of you. You can say, I quit, Mr. Devil. I don't want to be in that world. I don't want to be. Ah, you know, need to beat you up. But our fight is a fight of faith. Hmm? And you got to, you're going to have to open your mouth. And you're going to have to say what God says. Even in the midst of certain trials and tribulations in the moment. Sometimes you got to say, no, Mr. Devil, no fear here today. No, glory to God. I'm trusting in the grace of God that's going to show up around my life. In the name of Jesus, this thing's turning around. Satan, loose your hold. Get off of my life today. I don't belong to you. You're trespassing. This body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to resist you with everything that is within me because the faith of God is on the inside of me. I am a champion. I'm a victor. I'm not a victim. I'm not going down. I'm not going under. I'm not giving up. Come on, you're going to fight that fight of faith until you win. If not, you're going to be going, God, where are you? And you're going to be running around that ring and the devil's going to be laughing, chasing you all around until you make that stand. Come on, the Bible didn't say to put on the whole armor of God and then just take off running. No, it ends. Stand, therefore. Stand. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn it as the heritages of the servants of the God. Come on. It's the heritages of the servants of the Lord. I misquoted it. Are you hearing me? And whom shall I fear? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Come on. Think about it. Whom? What? There's nothing impossible to those who believe. The only thing that's impossible is where you're not believing. 
If you don't believe you can be free, then you won't be free. But if you believe God over how you feel and what you see and what feels like it's got a hold in your life and you begin to talk to it and say, Satan, you got to loose me. Uh-uh. I might not can beat you naturally, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't have to because there's one that's already defeated you. And he's given me the name which is above every name that is named. And in the name of Jesus, you got to let me go. You're going to have to loose me. You'll loose your hold. You get off of my mind. You get off of my life. You get off of my body. Get out of my family. Get off of my business in the name of Jesus. You're going to have to make a stand. You put on it. Put on that whole armor. Put on the helmet of salvation. I have been freed by the blood of the lamb and it is the word of my testimony. I have been saved. I'm not trying to become saved. I am who God says I am. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. I am who God says I am. Put on that breastplate of righteousness. Guarding your heart, understanding who you are. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Let me just tell you something today. That righteousness of God is in the spirit. And when you begin to walk in the spirit, you're going to begin to see, sense, and feel the righteousness of who you are. And that attaboy or girl that God has given to you because you have believed him over how you felt, over what you've done, over what you see, and what might be, could be because of fear. But no, you're not going to walk in fear. You're going to believe God and say, no, glory to God, the gates of hell should not prevail against me in the name of Jesus. I'm arising from this time. I'm arising in this moment. And I'm declaring in the name of Jesus Christ, I will not fear. No devil in hell can conquer those who will believe God. Every temptation, every area of your life where the enemy tries to grab a hold, you have the authority and power and dominion already in the spirit as an overcomer. And you're going to have to get it in your mind and get it in your mouth and get it in your heart. Come on, it's got to get in your heart before it gets anywhere else. For the Bible says, by him we believe in God. Seeing you purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto sincere love of the brethren. That you love one another with a pure heart, fervently. I'll tell you what, when you begin to obey the word of God, something happens on the inside of you. Man, you think all Christian people are just amazing people, huh? You're walking around going, man, I just love this church. Oh, my God. Everybody, I just love everybody. Ah, this is so good. Huh? Come on, man, we're in it together. We're in it to win it. Come on. Huh? No matter what happens in this world. You know, Jesus prophesied, he said in the last days in Matthew chapter 24, that the love of many will grow cold. And they'll betray one another. They'll begin to hate one another, betray one another. Not in this house in Jesus' name. Are you hearing me? How does that happen? Because they're no longer obeying the truth. They've given heed to doctrines of devils, seducing spirits. They're not following after the truth of the word of God. No, they've given themselves over to lasciviousness and other things of this life and of the ungodliness that's in this world. And they're no longer purifying their souls to obey the word of God. No, they're heaping to themselves teachers having itching ears. Is this okay? They've changed the truth of God into a lie, the Bible says. Look in verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. I'm going to stop right there just for a moment. I'm going to say something here. 
The word of God, his seed, which, is, which brings to life our salvation, healing, his promises. It has, in fact, or let me say it like this, it is, in fact, our Christian life. What is? The word of God. By it, you'll know your redemption. By the word of God, you'll know your salvation. By the word of God, you're going to know your covenant. By the word of God, you're going to know that Jesus died for your sins and he rose again according to the scriptures. By the word of God, you're going to know who you are in Christ. The word of God and how you see it and your relationship to the word of God is determining who God is in your life. You can say, well, I, I, you know, I, I, I like to just feel his presence. Well, you can feel his presence all day and still be dumb as a rock in the spirit. And not know what you own. Because you refuse to get into the word. Are you with me? Open your heart. Yeah. Press in. Then go to the word and see how it will come alive to you. And begin to speak to you. And begin to reveal who you are. And begin to reveal who God is to you. And begin to reveal to you things that you never saw before. I like what Jeremiah said. Out of Jeremiah 15, 16. He says, thy words I have found. And I did eat them. Thy words are a joy to me and a rejoicing of my heart. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.